I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. Of the Rad Adventures Network. And this is Sensational Sleuths. Welcome back to Sensational Sleuths, where we talk about some of our favorite mystery stories, whether they're movies, books, comics, or TV shows. The episodes in this series are short summary-level discussions, where we tell you what a title is about, who the main characters are, where it's set, when it was released, why we liked it, and how we first discovered it. Mysteries are a favorite genre of ours, and over the course of this show, we hope to talk about some of our all-time favorite characters, writers, films, TV shows, and comics. Today we're going to be talking about Banachek, a short-lived but excellent series of TV movies from the early 1970s starring George Pappard. It's a favorite of ours, and we hope you'll enjoy hearing our thoughts. Sensational Sluice is part of the Rad Adventures Network. If you enjoy the show, please consider checking out our other podcasts that are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Trekker Talk is a fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of the sci-fi comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. Warlord Worlds is a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of writer and artist Mike Grell, including the Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow. Xenozoic Xenophiles covers the post-apocalyptic adventure series Xenozoic Tales, featuring Cadillacs and Dinosaurs by writer and artist Mark Schultz. But it's time to talk about Banachek on Sensational Sluice, right after this promo from another podcast you might enjoy. In a world filled with movie-themed podcasts, thousands speak their minds, shouting their opinions into the void. Into this terrifying world of sound and noise, a new podcast about movies dares to raise its head. Appearing on the Longbox Crusade Network, in association with Jeff and Eric Present, it is the era of monthly Monday movie muckabout. Listen as people are challenged to see films that they have missed or failed to see. Hear their new appreciation for films from years past. Experience the discussions of film fans. Is the world ready for monthly Monday movie muckabout? Yes. Yes, it is. And cut. Perfect, Jeff. Great. So when are we going to start this show? Um, just me. This is my new show. I thought we talked about this. Uh, then why am I doing your promo? Because in reality, I'm an egotistical puppet master that uses people for his own profit and fame. Huh. Eh, fair enough. Da-da-da-da, monthly Monday movie muck about, watch a movie with me. In the 1970s, the NBC TV network here in the U.S. had a successful series of rotating shows under the title The NBC Mystery Movies. Instead of a single mystery series, the program had a rotating set of shows. And instead of the typical one-hour length, these mysteries were movies and varied in length from 90 minutes to two hours. While several shows were included in this rotation over the years, most people remember three in particular because they were the most successful and ran for the longest time. Those were Columbo with Peter Falk as a rumpled Los Angeles detective who always seemed confused, but was actually razor sharp. McLeod with Dennis Weaver as a rural New Mexico officer who gets reassigned to work in New York City. And McMillan and wife with Rock Hudson as a San Francisco police commissioner, and Susan St. James as his wife who often gets involved in his cases. 
We're fans of all three of those shows and will likely talk about them in future episodes of Sensational Sleuths. However, what most fans may not remember is that the NBC mystery movies were so successful that NBC added a second night of programming each week starting in the fall of 1972. While audiences fondly remember the three most popular shows, most people don't remember the several less popular shows like Heck Ramsey, Cool Million, and The Snoop Sisters. However, there's one show that falls in the middle. It was successful, but circumstances led to it only lasting for two seasons, so it is often forgotten. And that show is Banachek. The series starred George Papard as a private investigator who solves complex cases that seem to defy explanation. These cases usually involve lost or stolen valuables with big insurance policies. In exchange for his services, the insurance companies pay Banachek 10% of the insured value as a finder's fee, but his work saves them paying out the majority of those large insurance claims. So it was a very different type of mystery show compared to the typical murder mysteries common at the time. If hearing the character described as an insurance investigator doesn't sound very exciting to you, We'll just say that a better way of describing the series for mystery fans is that every episode is basically what is known to mystery fans as a seemingly impossible locked room mystery. The show has also been described as a cross between a mystery and a reverse version of Mission Impossible, as Banachek has to unravel the seemingly impossible series of events. So you know the mysteries are going to be complex and intricate. The series was created by Anthony Wilson, who worked as a writer for several TV shows in the 1960s and 1970s, including The Fugitive, The Twilight Zone, The Invaders, Land of the Giants, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, and the Planet of the Apes TV series. The title character is Thomas Banachek, and he was played by George Papard, who was already a popular leading man from films like Breakfast at Tiffany's, The Carpetbaggers, and The Blue Max. And of course, another generation of viewers would become fans of his a decade later when he starred as John Hannibal Smith, the leader of the A-Team. Thomas Banachek was smart, handsome, sophisticated, and very popular with the ladies. He is very fit and is frequently shown rowing on the Charles River in the series. He's sort of a thinking man's James Bond. He could handle himself in a fight, and did on occasion, but he was much more likely to outthink his opponents. It's actually mentioned in the show that Banachek learned judo in the Marines, which was a reference to actor George Bupard, who did study judo while he was in the Marines. Banachek lived in Boston, and during the show you learn that he grew up in a poor neighborhood, but has created a successful niche for himself, and now lives in an immaculate house filled with expensive antiques in the historic Beacon Hill area. When he isn't being chauffeured around in his limousine, Banachek is driving a classic 1941 Packard convertible. It's actually a Packard by Darren, spelled the correct way, D-A-R-R-I-N. That Darren was a famous designer with lots of Hollywood connections, and like my Darren, had a great sense of style. Aw, that's sweet. Thank you, Ruth. And to show that Banachek's very successful, both of his vehicles have car phones in 1972, long before that was common. Banachek was of Polish descent, and he always had a Polish proverb ready for almost any situation. He always had a twinkle in his eye when he recited those proverbs, which added a nice touch of humor to the character. And during the show's original run, the Polish-American Society actually honored the series with an award for its positive presentation of Polish-Americans. Other regulars included Ralph Manza, who played Banachek's chauffeur, Jay Drury. He added lots of humor to the show and was frequently trying to solve the cases before his boss so that he could get a cut of the reward money. Murray Matheson played Felix Mulholland, who ran a bookstore that specialized in rare and limited editions. 
Since this was prior to the internet, Felix was basically Banachek's information resource and would scour his book collection for obscure information to help in the investigations. There were a few semi-regulars as well, including Christine Belford, who played Carly Kirkland, who was both a romantic interest as well as a competitor. George Murdoch, who played Kavanaugh, the head of one of the large insurance companies that Banachek occasionally worked with. And Lyndon Childs as Henry DeWitt, who desperately wanted to beat Banachek in solving one of the cases, as well as wanting to win over Carly Kirkland. The series also featured several big-name guest stars at the time, including Margot Kidder, Cesar Romero, Stephanie Powers, Pernell Roberts, Linda Evans, Kevin McCarthy, Brenda Vaccaro, Stella Stevens, Gary Lockwood, Ann Baxter, Victoria Principal, William Wyndham, Jessica Walter, Anne Francis, Sterling Hayden, and many others. To help better understand the types of stories the series told, we'll provide a few teasers for episodes to give you an idea of what the stories were like. However, we are not giving away any spoilers, because if you have any interest in watching the show after listening to this, you can actually watch the series for free on the IMDb TV app. The 16 episodes from the two seasons are available to watch there, though unfortunately the original pilot movie is not available. That's disappointing since the pilot movie shows how Banachek meets both his chauffeur, Jay Drury, as well as Carly Kirkland. And if you're already a fan or become a fan and want to purchase the show, it's available on DVD, including the pilot movie. One of my favorite episodes is Project Phoenix, about a revolutionary new car that vanishes. The multi-million dollar prototype is loaded onto a flat car on a train. The train leaves the station, but when it arrives at its destination, the entire flat car, including the prototype, are missing, even though the train never stopped. In a million the hard way... A million dollars that is on display in a sealed glass case in a busy Las Vegas casino suddenly vanishes in front of spectators and guards. In Let's Hear It for a Living Legend, a football player vanishes from the playing field in front of a packed stadium and in full view of television cameras. In the greatest collection of them all, dozens of valuable paintings vanish from a moving truck, even though the truck never stops and is in view of a following police car during the entire trip. In No Stone Unturned, An 11-foot-tall, 3-ton statue vanishes from a museum the night before its gala unveiling. In Fly Me If You Can Find Me, a chartered jetliner vanishes from the runway after making an emergency landing at a small desert airstrip. As you can see from these examples, the mysteries are varied and intriguing, and Banachek's investigations are always interesting. It's a great show, and we highly recommend it for any mystery fan. Banachek began with a pilot movie in the spring of 1972, before the series premiered that fall. I watched the show from the beginning as a kid because my parents and I were already regularly watching the other NBC mystery movies, including Columbo, McLeod, and McMillan and Wife. Banachek immediately became my favorite because the mysteries always looked unique and exciting, and I looked forward to watching it whenever it would turn up in the rotation. In addition to the pilot movie, eight movies were made during each of the two seasons of the series for a total of 17 episodes in all. The series was filmed primarily in Southern California, but did do occasional location filming in Boston, as well as a few other locations for specific episodes, like Las Vegas. The series was quite successful at the time, much more successful than the short run would suggest. Unfortunately, the series came to an end after season two, even though it had already been renewed for a third season. It wasn't because of low ratings, but rather because George Pappard was going through a difficult divorce at the time, and chose to execute a clause in his contract to quit the series during that difficult time in his life. 
While the short run of the series has kept it from being better remembered, it still has a small but very loyal following. If you want to read more about the series, we highly recommend the book There's an Old Polish Proverb That Says Banachek, which was written by Jonathan Eder and published in 2016. It provides a great amount of background information about the series, as well as a detailed episode guide. There's also Banachek the Series by Scott Palmer, published in 2017. It features a detailed episode guide and lots of screen captures from the episodes. It's a good book, but doesn't have as much detail as the Jonathan Eder book. The show also gets referenced occasionally in other works. For instance, The Simpsons parodied Banachek in the 2018 episode Homer is Where the Art Isn't, and the band Fun Love and Criminals referenced the show in their 1998 single Love Unlimited. We even heard a fun reference when we were lucky to attend a local event a few years ago that featured popular Food Network host Rachel Ray. During the Q&A session, when asked what other things she enjoyed doing, she mentioned being a fan of mysteries and specifically mentioned that Banachek was one of her favorite mystery shows. Well, I guess that's all for now. So, do you remember Banachek? Or do you want to try it after listening? If so, chime in on social media and let us know your thoughts. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation and sincerely thank you for listening. We'll be right back with our wrap-up and contact information. Hey everybody, Quentin Robinson here. I recently attempted to sneak into the Longbox Crusade headquarters basement to watch some of the Albrecht Brothers action movies while the crew was out at the Saturday matinee theater. Too bad I had a little mishap and got stuck down here with no movies to boot. However, there are pieces of Pat's old podcasting equipment and excellent Wi-Fi service, so I decided to pass the time watching online fan films and talking about them. What, you don't know what a fan film is? Well, there are these non-theatrical movies that people post online of already established characters and settings. Hey, hey, hey now. Just wait and see. Save all judgment for what happens when you listen to Fan Film Fridays, a new podcast found on the Longbox Crusade podcast feed. Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. You can contact us directly at RadAdventuresNetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under the name RadAdventuresNetwork. And in case you haven't already deduced it, Rad... R-A-D is short for Ruth and Darren. You can listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can even find the show on YouTube under Rad Adventures Network. And you can always visit RadAdventuresNetwork.com where you'll find all of the episodes of all of our podcasts, including Trekker Talk about 23rd Century Bounty Hunter Mercy St. Clair by Ron Randall, Warlord Worlds about the comic creations of Mike Grell, including the Warlord John Sable and Green Arrow, and Xenozoic Xenophiles about the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs series Xenozoic Tales by Mark Schultz. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. While you won't find a specific place to review Sensational Sleuths, we hope you'll leave a review under Rad Adventures Network. Every review helps the podcast be more likely to show up in search results. And on YouTube, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel and give us some likes on the videos. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you'll come back next time for another new episode of Sensational Sleuths.
Rad Adventures Network is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. For more information, please visit comicpodcasts.com. The theme music is Springing Violins from Royalty Free Music Maker. We make no money from this podcast and no copyright infringement is intended. Thank you.